Salut, salut! J'espère que tu vas bien. I hope that you're doing well. Alors, euh, aujourd'hui, on va parler de la thématique générale, OK? Ça va être narcissistic behaviors uh, or narcissistic people. And we're going to talk also about, um, I say we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about um, some subjects such as like abuse in relationships, whether it's domestic, verbal, financial abuse. We're going to talk about all of that. Um, puis j'avais envie de parler de ça parce qu'il y a plusieurs trucs qui se sont passés durant les dernières journées. Entre autres, je veux parler de... Uh, I don't know if you remember or if you know of the poly couple. I don't know if you guys know about Sean, Shanice, and Olivia. Um, it's something that I had discussed in a previous episode, but if you don't, that's fine. Je vais faire un récapitulatif de la situation. And, you know, I want to talk about the situation with Kamora Lee Simmons and, you know, her ex. I don't even know what her real name is anymore, but I want to talk about that and the whole situation because she came out, you know, with these allegations and stuff like that about him, you know, and that he's like super abusive and stuff like that. Et je veux aussi parler de Mildred and Tiffany from The Ultimatum Queer. Alors, c'est comme... It's gonna be, like, pretty much, like, an amalgame de tout ça, genre. Puis, parce que je trouvais qu'il y a, il y a comme des similarités entre ces, ces différents trucs-là. There are similarities amongst all these, these cases. And I kind of want to just go a bit, you know, dig a, a bit deeper and and dissect a little bit of what's going on. Um, avant ça, honnêtement, je sais pas, genre, c'est comme completely unrelated, but have you heard of the, the submarine that is at the bottom of the ocean? If you don't, honestly, it's so freaky and, like, crazy. If you don't know about it, basically, c'est un sous-marin touristique qui a embarqué cinq personnes, donc évidemment, c'est pas juste cinq nobody. Apparemment, ce sont des cinq, you know, there's a, a couple billionaires in there, a couple investors, there's a pilot. So there, in total, there are five people, including an investor and his 19-year-old son. And what happened is basically, ils ont payé 250 000 euros chaque personne pour aller voir le, les refuges du, du... Pas les refuges, mais what do you call that? The... Pour aller voir les remains du Titanic, okay, at the bottom of the ocean. If you don't know about that, about that, just search um, Ocean Gate, you know, submarine Titanic. Just Google that. You're gonna find all the information and videos about it. And it is so fucking freaky because you know, like the first time I heard about it was a couple of days ago. And a couple of days ago, you know, I was put in context. So, genre, j'ai su, c'est là que j'ai appris que, okay, wow, you know, basically the whole situation is they lost contact after an hour and 45 minutes into the excursion. Um, après ça, savoir pourquoi, ce moment, on payé 250 000 pour aller voir les refuges du Titanic, I mean, it sounds like, a, you know, white people shit there. Um, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, because who the fuck? Like, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me to to go on a, on a submarine that is the size of, like, a fucking uh, Fiat, genre. Non, merci. So, que je veux dire, I don't see the hype, but, you know, people with money are, are bored, and, and, um, bref, this whole situation is so fucking creepy, honestly, like, yo, je suis chouque, je suis saisie pour, je suis comme, what the hell is that, genre? 
So, you know, for those of you who don't know, I just, you know, I'm just going to summarize a little bit. And that is completely unrelated to the other topics I want to talk about today. But basically, c'est ça, c'est cinq personnes. Okay, you can search it up. You can look it up. Five people that went into a submarine to go check out the remains of the Titanic. And basically now, you know, they, they ran out of oxygen. Okay, they ran out of oxygen and they are basically lost. Okay, they are literally nowhere to be found. And people have been searching for them for like the past three days. People have been going on mis on missions and trying to find, you know, connection. Parce que, mind you, le, le, le sous-marin était équipé d'un appareil, d'une connexion Bluetooth qui servait de GPS. Et là, ils ont perdu la connexion Bluetooth. Ils ont perdu la connexion. Donc, they're basically lost at the bottom of the fucking ocean, okay, in a fucking submarine. And there are five grown adults, okay, including a 19-year-old qui est là avec son père. And, you know, mind you, they're at the bottom of the ocean and they need oxygen. And basically, like, three days ago, they were saying that they only had, like, three days' worth of oxygen. But now, three days later, the theories are, you know, la théorie, c'est soit que it's either they imploded. So, il y a des gens, des experts qui disent que le sous-marin a explosé sur lui-même. And again, don't ask me about the scientific stuff. I don't know nothing about the fucking science behind it. But basically, you know, to, to keep it to keep it real, they're they're lost at the bottom of the freezing ocean, and they either imploded or exploded, or or you know, they're maybe they died of freezing cold, or I don't know what the hell. But they're basically at the bottom of the ocean and lost, and we haven't been able to find them. And this story is so fucking. Creepy, genre, it's giving black mirror, genre, comme in real life. You know what I mean? It's giving black mirror in real fucking life. Like, what the hell? Like, puis aussi l'affaire que je trouve qui 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 est pas. Moi, je trouve que c'est comme who qui qui a vraiment poussé pour y aller faire l'expédition? Parce que last time I checked, you know. Le, L'expédition a été retardée de quelques jours ou a, ou a dû être retardée parce que, you know, dû à des conditions météorologiques, OK? Donc, ils n'ont pas pu aller faire initialement, ils n'ont pas pu y aller initialement à la date qu'ils avaient prévu d'y aller à cause de problèmes, des problèmes techniques ou le problème, pas des problèmes techniques, mais à cause du pro des problèmes de, you know, because of the weather, they weren't able to go the, when they wanted to. So, finally, they had to wait until it was a good occasion And I guess they found a good occasion, mais clairement que, yo, t'étais pas meant to be, you know, but this whole situation is so eerie and there's so many people who are making, you know, laughing about, who are making jokes and laughing, but to me, it's just so fucking dark and creepy. Like, bro, mets-toi à la position, ça c'est du monde clairement qui ont trop d'argent, qui veulent vivre des choses dans leur vie, puis tu dis, ok, j'ai tellement d'argent que comme, je vais me lancer at the bottom of the... Je, je vais me lancer dans un sous-marin qui est non professionnel. Mind you, le sous-marin, oui, c'est un sous-marin qui avait fait des expéditions. It had already been there. They had already done a successful trip to the Titanic, you know, to the Titanic uh, remnants like a year ago, okay? But, puis, mind you, à bord, il y a le CEO de la compagnie qui a fabriqué le sous-marin. Le sous-marin s'appelle Ocean's Gate, je pense, Ocean Gate. Il y a juste un modèle de ce sous-marin-là, OK? Puis en plus de ça, même avant toute cette situation-là, 
sais, l'information sort comme quoi que les gens, ou qu'il y a quelqu'un à bord, ou le CEO, je me rappelle plus trop qui, mais they were aware that there were some technical, you know, issues, but they decided to go, and I guess they were really overconfident. In the end, it's like so fucking creepy, this situation, because, yo, how the hell, comme, c'est fou, je sais même pas comment je pourrais me sentir, genre, c'est comme, tu veux l'expérience Titanic, tu, tu l'as, là. And, and I think people should just leave the Titanic alone. Like, leave it alone. It already took so many lives. So what I'm saying is, it took lives. I don't think the Titanic is, is, is a big fan of having people, you know, see her for... There's a reason why we say rest in peace. Il faudrait laisser le Titanic rest in peace. But of course, you know, people with billionaires and too much money are bored as fuck and are going to pay fucking two fifty thousand dollars To, to, to basically die in a fucking submarine at the bottom of the ocean. What freaks me out the most about it is I really wonder, like, I really hope, I, I mean, I hope, but I kind of know that it's kind of done right now, but I hope that, you know, maybe we can find them and they can tell us what the fuck went on. Because can you imagine being there with, like, in a small-ass submarine, puis, mind you, tu peux pas, t'as plus d'oxygène, fait que, tu sais, faut que tu sois conscient de quand tu respires. Parce que quand on respire, on expire, on, on produit du carbon dioxide, I think. Again, I'm not a scientist, and I barely pass mes sciences physiques en seconde à quatre, but it's like, imagine being there, stressed out, literally knowing you're gonna die alone at the bottom of the ocean and no one is finding you and you are with like four other people and you, you know, you have one, you know, you don't have, no one, you're lost, you don't have heat, you're in the freezing fucking cold and you, you can't even breathe properly because there's not enough oxygen and you can't even go out because you're at the bottom of the ocean and you're not a fucking fish and you need oxygen. And I'm not understanding why people are not making double, triple, fourth checks. Come, that does not make sense. That does not make sense, okay? For example, when I was a flight attendant, we had to do security checks inside the cabin and security checks were performed also everywhere else on the aircraft. And if there was something mechanical, if there was an issue, we wouldn't fucking fly, right? Like that's the responsibility of, for example, an airline, comme d'assurer la sécurité des gens à bord. Like just when you fly, when you go on an aircraft, there's so many checks and so many, comme, There's a lot of checks that are done before flying. And I just don't understand why, you know, the negligence of people going on, you know, qui, qui sont amis avec du monde, puis qui se payent des, des, des voyages comme ça vers, at the bottom of the ocean in a Yankee-ass device, in a Yankee-ass submarine. Submersive, because we can't even call it a submarine. I think it's called a, a, a submersive, because a submarine literally has more protocols and has more legitimacy around it but no they, they they went you know it's like i'm not i can't imagine and it's like part of me i really wonder what the fuck like how it went down you know je pense que c'est un peu peut-être même pervers de ma part d'imaginer un scénario de film ou de d'émission comme imagine tu sais c'est quand à dire le monde dit well it's gonna make a good movie but What is the movie going to be about? Because no one was there with them. Like, no one is inside the cabin but them. 
And who knows now what happened to them? Parce que c'est ça, il y en a, you know, plusieurs personnes disent que soit que le sous-marin a implode on itself, or maybe it hit the Titanic. And comme, I saw a comment, you know, that said, that said, now people are, 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 are going to want to see the, the, the remainings of the Titanic, but also the remainings of the, of the submarine, you know. Parce que, actually, les derniers signaux qu'ils ont reçus, le sous-marin était comme proche du Titanic. Genre, it was actually close to destination, but it's like, je sais pas comment décrire la situation, ça me donne froid dans le dos de penser que, tu sais, de un, qu'est-ce que ça prend pour quelqu'un de, comme tu veux absolument voir le Titanic, genre. On dirait que ça, c'est comme, c'est comme, pourquoi tu veux faire ça, genre, pourquoi tu veux aller de manière proactive voir le Titanic, le, le, why would you put yourself in this situation? I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of people, not frustrating, but something we don't understand, like, why would you put yourself in this situation? And I think a lot of it has to do with fucking, you know, rich humans and boredom and, you know, them wanting to, I'm sure dans leur tête, c'est comme, oh, on va aller voir les, 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 les Titanic, puis... You know, where it's going to give us something to talk about and it's going to give us, you know, um, ça va nous, ça va nous donner quelque chose à parler, genre, puis à dire. So. But it's like, bro, c'est comme tu joues tellement avec le feu dans un sens. C'est comme, I don't understand that. And there's so much about this whole situation that is just leaving me, like, avec mon, you know, shivers and down my back, like, and I cannot, and, and also how, you know, people are treating, are treating this and making videos and TikToks about it and, and kind of joking around the subject. It's like, what are we really laughing at? You know, five people are dying and I understand those are not the, the, the five people that initially I would have the most empathy for because, you know, they're, they're a bunch of, of rich white men there. Um, who decided and who chose to be there. So I understand it's really hard for people to have, you know, to have empathy. But to me, c'est vraiment comme un, un case de, yo, like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Là. But these guys went out and chased waterfalls and are literally, I, I just can't, can you imagine knowing that you know, this is the end for you and that the last time you saw the sun was the last time you saw the sun. You know, ou le, le garçon de 19 ans qui avait sûrement des plans dans sa vie, tu sais, puis que son père est billionnaire and, you know, like, maybe had, had plans in his life. Well, clairement, tes plans sont à l'eau. No pun intended, but it's like, can you imagine the feeling of knowing you're, you're stuck in a tube at the bottom of the ocean and no one can find you and you're running out of air? And it's freezing, and you don't like you can't go anywhere, and you're with other people, and you can't even breathe, and you have to, because at this point you just have to focus on your survival. You have to make sure that you know you're not breathing or that like, you're resting. Or je ne peux pas imaginer. Je ne peux juste pas imaginer. Tu imagines être à la place. C'est ça qui, qui comme, imagine d'être à, la, à leur place, genre, puis de savoir que carrément la fin approche, puis que this is probably the end for you. I'm sure they, they had to be optimistic and they had to be hopeful, you know, in order to to keep going, parce que clairement. But if I was there, if I were them, I'd be like assuming that this is like my last time on earth. And de croire que, c'est ça parle beaucoup, it says a lot about l'avarice des humains, or pas l'avarice, mais 
l'ego des humains ou tu sais parce que qu'est-ce qui mène quelqu'un à vouloir faire quelque chose comme ça en plus dans des conditions qui ne sont pas c'est pas c'est pas testé tu vois c'est genre c'est pas une garantie puis chaque personne tu sais même si ils ont ils a, même si ils ont réussi à faire une excursion une fois l'année passée dans le même sous-marin tu sais c'est pas testé et testé et testé meaning comme moi je comprends pas moi c'est comme pour faire ça, là, c'est comme... Puis de un, je le ferais jamais, and I would never do it, mais c'est genre, in order for me to even say yes, like, I would need to know that there's... It's been tested and that other people have gone back and forth successfully many times. Like, comment tu te présentes comme, comme cobaye? Comment tu assumes que tout va bien aller? Parce que c'est bien... Ça, ça a bien été, you know, a year ago. Puis en plus de ça, les gens disent que, you know, the pilot or the company was aware that... You know, they were, there were limitations techniques or technical issues or improvements that could have been made, but they decided to go. And it's like, you literally have God complex to think that you are able to just be so fucking careless when you are a human being needing oxygen, operating at the level of, you know, the laws of physics and gravity. And you're going to go and decide to go in, in a submarine in a fucking, it's a tube. It's not even a big submarine. They there's not even, there's nothing inside there aside from one button. Puis le pire, c'est que c'est contrôlé par genre fucking une manette de Nintendo, genre or something like that, from Elon Musk. And listen, I love tech, là, but tech is great when it works. Okay? When it doesn't work, you're, you're, what the fuck can we do? Imagine right now if we just would stop having Wi-Fi. How that would be disturbing to your life. Okay. Now imagine if you're relying on that connection or whatever the fuck, because I think it's Bluetooth. They're connected by a device, by Bluetooth or something. Imagine that when your whole life, like, you're putting your whole life in the hands of, in the trust of technology and in the trust of, of, the, of hope and faith. It's like, that is so irresponsible and to say the least, and it gives God complex. And these guys... These scientists and these 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 investors, you know, because all the people, the five guests were not like clearly they they're influential quote unquote people or whatever like they're quote unquote important people, right? They're people who were who have a lot of money to do such an experience. C'est comme le monde qui paye, c'est comme le monde qui qui paye pour aller dans l'espace. Comme ils vont pas envoyer n'importe qui dans l'espace. You know, not only is it expensive, but it's it's a huge liability and. I just like part of me is like, come bro, it's crazy that, like they really put their lives in the faith of faith and technology, and a technology that was not really tested that much or that was not really improved. Comment t'as pas de backup? Comment que t'as pas de backup? See, là tu vois ils ont perdu leur oxygène. If if at least they had the oxygen, but. You know, they lost the connection or vice versa. No, they lost the connection and they don't have fucking oxygen. How do you not have a backup position? How do you... And how are you the CEO of the company? And how are you bringing other people into the thing? And of course, everything can go bad, right? See, comme les missions, tout ça. People who go on missions and excursions, they know that there's a fine line at the bottom of the contract that they signed that says, hey, it's possible that you die there. You know, so yeah, technically, is it aware that this is a risk that could happen? And, you know, ultimately, that was their faith. 
But it is so like insane, genre, c'est comme, bro, this, this, this situation. Moi, qu'est-ce qui me dette, c'est, tu vois, comme, pour comparer, par exemple, genre, je sais pas si vous connaissez, vous êtes familier avec la situation du Challenger. Le Challenger, c'était comme une fusée, I think, or a satellite, or basically, it's a, it's a, it was a spaceship that was sent, that was, that was sent in space, but the spaceship exploded when it got at a certain, you know, a certain, a certain level, that to me is like, you know, at least, puis je, tu sais, je me dis au moins les gens qui étaient dans, you know, in the spaceship that exploded, at least it was like a quick death where like, okay, it happened like quickly, right? It's comme, okay, le, 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 le fusée a explosé, puis oui, c'est triste parce que bon, they, you know, these people lost their lives, you know, but it's like, at least their death was kind of like, fast and quick whereas this one with this case with the submarine bro that is the worst that is like literally the worst en plus moi qui, qui a une peur des profondeurs tu sais j'ai la, la misère moi je peux pas moi si je vois pas le fond là je peux pas aller je peux, je peux pas me baigner je peux pas aller comme I, I can't if I'm not if I'm not seeing the ground I'm not going j'ai vraiment de la misère j'ai une peur en fait de de, de, de l'eau de sous l'eau je pense qu'on appelle ça la thalassophobie, quelque chose comme ça. And I really, like, I'm scared of that, you know. Um, puis, but it's like, with the submarine, genre, these people really, like, t'as le temps de contempler ta mort, là. Tu comprends? T'as le temps de, de penser au worst case scenario. T'as le temps d'avoir des paniques attaques. T'as le temps de commencer à go crazy. Puis, à, 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 puis le pire là-dedans, no oxygen and, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there's back, bacteria and probably some people got sick, you know, and they are together. So they're, they're probably even like, imagine like full of feces in the dark, genre, this is literally the worst case scenario. And mind you, these people have all the money in the fucking world. It's just to say that all of the money and the technology that you can have in the world, you're still not God. You're still not exempted from situations like this and there's so many people with so much money that you know they do stuff like that i think to me because it's a god complex like they want to be invincible and they want to have a fucking story to tell you know because they want to be they want that value that added value like say the you're beaucoup prestige autour de l'exclusivité autour de having the chance to live something and you're the only one being able to live it You know, and il y a beaucoup de, de, de ça qui se passe, surtout dans les niveaux de la société, que c'est du monde qui sont, you know, les élites, quote unquote. Il y a beaucoup de, de façons que les gens um, assess their power over other people. So they do that by class, they do that with money, but, you know, they also do that with experiences. C'est par exemple, c'est comme, tu sais, les astronautes, genre, on les voit super... You know, people are very impressed because not everybody gets to go to, to space. Not everybody gets to, to do those things. So, on les regarde avec un, un espèce de regard de prestige puis d'admiration because, you know, we, it's like, we know that this experience is reserved to them and is made for them and there's some sort of prestige around it. And I'm sure, you know, where I, I'm 100% sure. Puis also, like, working in the field of tech, I know as a matter of fact that, like, CEOs are always kind of overconfident 
of their product, you know, ils sont toujours overconfident. These people that are super intelligent, that have so much money, c'est comme Elon Musk, genre, quand il a acheté Twitter and like, he thought he was going to do something out of it, finalement, il a run to the ground. Yo, toute l'intelligence, toutes les ressources, tout, all, these, the, all this stuff, you know, all these experts, really, it didn't amount to nothing in the end when, when those things happen, parce que physiquement, il n'y a rien qui peut, tu peux pas t'aider. Tu peux pas t'aider, t'as pas de connexion, t'as pas de GPS, t'as pas, t'as pas d'oxygène, t'as rien. T'as rien. You're literally left to die. Puis tout ça parce que willingly, you decided to willingly do that for yourself and pay the money to, to, to go see the Titanic. When, what, what has the Titanic? Can we leave the Titanic alone? Like, it's like after this, genre, I just don't get, surtout des trucs comme ça que c'est comme, sous l'eau, genre, je suis comme, t'es pas dans ton élément naturel. <laughs> You're not a fucking fish. You cannot escape. You literally cannot escape. Puis moi, je comprends pas comment ils ont flanqué cinq personnes là-dedans, des investisseurs, dans un mini sous-marin, comme si tu peux même pas avoir de confort quand tu... You're dying, you can't even have your last meal. You're dying, you can't even talk on the phone, you can't even connect, you can't even... T'es pogné... Bro, you're stuck with nothing else but to face your own death. And you don't know when that's going to happen. But you know it's going to happen slowly and surely. And there's nothing else that people can say to you that's going to make you feel better. Because that's, a, as a matter of fact, you know for your... Y'all are like, c'est dead, genre. And all you can do is just wonder, like, oh, how am I going to end? Like, how am I going to finish? Like, how is this going to... Ça me donne froid dans le dos. Puis surtout, la façon que, tu sais, on... Même moi, j'en passe mon podcast, puis, you know, I see a lot about it on TikTok, and on sensationalise ça, genre, you know, for us, it's entertainment, because we're not living it, you know, we're not in their shoes, and I understand, again, it's really hard to have empathy for, for some people, you know, parce que, bon, it's true that they willingly paid the money, and they put themselves in a situation, but, you know, I, I definitely don't wish death on anybody, and And um, that is like, I can't even describe, like, j'ai tellement de mots, tellement de... Je peux pas imaginer le... Comme, qu'est-ce qu'ils qu qu ont senti, qu'est-ce qu'ils peuvent ressentir de savoir ça, genre, de savoir que... Malgré que t'es avec tous les experts, t'es avec le CEO de la compagnie, t'es avec le pilote qui est déjà allé, qui a fait le back and forth, you know, you're with all these intelligent people and scientists, and in the end, nothing can save you, because you're not a fish and you're gonna die because you don't have oxygen and it's fucking cold. And and who knows if they even saw the Titanic. And if they saw it, it was like the last thing that they saw. So again, the Titanic is, is taking lives. But yeah, this was just on my mind. Like I needed to share a little bit, a little bit about that because I'm shook for the situation. OK. So, premièrement, euh, évidemment, c'est ça, juste trigger warning, on va parler de DVSA. Um, je vais pas vraiment, you know, I never really go in detail. I don't think it's ever the point. Je vais pas, je veux pas, you know, it's not going to be too graphic, but we are going to give examples because, um, you know, j'ai remarqué qu'on voit beaucoup de situation avec des gens qui sont abusés autour de nous, puis on dit rien, puis c'est normal, puis c'est normalisé. And, you know, I'm a total hypocrite right now because, you know, I watch reality show. 
I watch, you know, I, I consume the product of chaos at the end of the day, genre. Et c'est pour ça que je dis « I am a hypocrite » parce que les sujets, tu sais, le monde que j'ai parlé, the things I'm going to talk about are things that, you know, I choose to, are topics and people that I choose to, you know, spend my energy on. You know, this is something that, you know, there is something I'm getting out of it. Um, but I, it, is, it is interesting to me how, you know, we've been seeing more examples of people who are in abusive relationships. Um... I don't know a lot about Krishan and um, the other guy, but you know I know that this this um, was shown and not just recently, but ever since, like I can remember, like drama has always been um, like abuse or other people being abused has kind of always been in our face. Um, he, you know, I was, I did watch the Bad Girls Club when it came out and um, I did, you know, consume and I do consume these types of shows and um, part of it is just because, you know, there's something that I, I guess I enjoy maybe judging the people or behaviors or actions or, you know, parce que je trouve que peut-être le fait que c'est dans un TV show, it's easier It makes it easy for me to disconnect because for me, I just take it as a TV show. But in reality, it's really the people of real people. Like it's the the lives of real people, and it's just manufactured in a way that it 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 is it's a product. It becomes a product, and people can consume it. But yeah, I just want to give the disclaimer because the first people I want to talk about. Um, puis en fait, ce sont tous des célébrités. Toutes les, toutes les personnes que je parlais sont du monde qu qui sont comme « in the public eye um, ». But I want to talk about Sean, um, Sean, Olivia, and Shanice. Um, this is the type of behavior. So basically, c'est un couple. Ben un couple. It started over a year ago, okay, um, on TikTok. There was... There was these people who started doing lives, being able to live stream on TikTok. So they started doing lives. And basically, um, the first time I saw their lives was just basically a guy, a guy, puis deux filles à côté de lui, puis, um, puis qui avait l'air à juste endurer l'abus la des gens. You know what I mean? Because they were just sitting there. They were sitting on the, um, sur leur petit genre comptoir, whatever. And tous les commentaires étaient négatifs. Tous les commentaires les attaquaient. Tous les commentaires, comme, pas tous les commentaires, mais, like, 95% of the comments were negative. And I just remember thinking, like, what's the purpose of this live, you know? Parce que, you know, people have lives and it's obvious. Like, the trick is obvious. For example, it's monde, tu sais, il y a lives pour plein de monde, right? But I was just not getting... What are they getting at just basically sitting there and not replying like and qu'est-ce qui était fascinant c'est le fait que à quel point que they were not engaging with the ne the negative comments they were just not engaging with they just didn't acknowledge the negative comments and you know over time it changed a lot and then they started having guests um and now it's kind of became like this battle against like you know um this 
Because at the beginning, au début, c'était un, un couple. It was a poly couple. That, that's what they had advertised. Parce que dans le fond, quand tu arrives dans le live, il y a une question qui est posée. Non, il y avait une question qui était comme, « Oh, my, my king will have seven queens. » And the idea behind it is that basically, c'est comme un gars qui a... OK, tu vois un gars qui a deux femmes, mais ça dit dans le message qu'il va avoir sept femmes au total. Donc là, c'est comme une façon de parler du polyamour, which is... which is so like deeply unnecessary in the whole narrative because like <laughs> what bad representation because that's not um but basically this guy is saying that he will have seven queens and basically the guy's a narc okay and he's an emotional he's a he's a psychopath this guy is literally a, psych a psychopath and i believe like has done some some criminal activities as well anyway Bref, ce gars-là, c'est tout qu ce que tu penses. He's a pro-gaslighter. Like, and what's... C'est ça, le, le, la bataille contre, you know, entre le public et, et eux autres. OK, son nom, c'est Sean. And then Sean, basically, was with Shanice. Shanice has left now. She's left the abusive relationship. And now it's only Sean and Olivia. Olivia, who is, like, 20 years old right now. And apparently, you know, Sean, I think, is probably around 30 or something. Je pense qu'ils ont un truc comme genre 10 ans de différence d'âge. But, so there's this whole, there's these whole topics that are constantly brought up, like every day. They never stop going live. Comme depuis qu'ils ont commencé, they go live like every single day. Puis ils tolèrent l'abus de, des gens puis du public. Parce que le public, of course, being ignored makes a public even more mad, makes the public even more loud and want to be forward, you know, and even more, bring it on even more. Puis dans le fond, la technique, c'est que, of course, you know, what do they get en retour? Ils get, you know, l'attention des gens. That's what they want. And that is actually what's the most valuable to, um, you know, any business or anything right now in life is l'attention des gens. Ils arrivent à, à capturer l'attention des gens for hours, you know, and there's people sending them gifts, and gifts can be transferred into money and all that stuff, and it's kind of like this whole, une roue, genre, qui tourne, and there's, you know, people coming on live are, are asking him questions and are trying to, you know, but, but tu vois clairement, le gars, c'est un, un... Like, the way he operates and... But, je suis pas là pour changer personne, but that's the type of, the, of dynamic that's happening there. Um, but I think what is unique about this whole situation with, you know, what happened to Sean. Puis là, l'affaire, c'est ça, c'est que it started like over like a year ago. So, mind you, depuis ce temps-là, c'est passé des choses. Là. At the beginning, it was, you know, him and these two girls. And then... Um, One of the girls, Shanice, actually left the relationship. And now she's kind of the one that people are really rooting for because elle a vraiment make a move for herself. Like she left the, the relationship and, you know, now she's going on live and um, she has even more likes and more views and more, more follows, you know. So it's like, it's like, a, it's really like, it's like a reality show in real life happening right now, you know. And it's been like that for at least a year because... I followed this story for a couple of months now already, for a few months. Um, and I'm, I know, I'm, I'm at, at this point, I'm invested. I'm even talking about it on, on the, I'm even talking about it right now. And, but there's something that is so sort of like, c'est fou le fait, tu sais, 
je suis pas d'accord du tout avec les, tac les tactiques. You know, it's, it's clear that what he wants is just people, people's attention. Puis aussi, l'affaire, c'est que lui, il promouvoit sa business. Just, he's basically, he's just a scammer, OK? Il promouvoit sa business. Ils ont genre des fake business, whatever. Ses affaires sont crush, OK? Ses affaires sont fucking crush. Um, mais tu sais, il détourne, tu sais, je suis sûre qu'ils arrivent, ils reçoivent quand même un certain montant d'argent de ça, tu sais. And, um, At the end of the day, what they are getting is people are talking about, are talking about them. And it's happening en vraie vie parce qu'à chaque jour, ils font un live. À chaque jour, il y a un live. À chaque jour, il y a un dénouement. Tu sais, comme par exemple, genre, tantôt, je vais ouvrir TikTok puis je vais voir le... You know, I'm going to see what, what's up with the... What's new with the situation. Mind you, I blocked him. And I blocked Olivia as well. Just because I don't want to support him, but I am a hypocrite because, you know, sometimes I go on other people's lives to watch it. C'est pour ça que je trouve the whole, the whole, je ris de moi, je ris de à quel point c'est absurde la situation. Because, like, what am I really um, saying? Qu'est-ce que je discrimine vraiment? Parce que, yes, it is entertainment. You know, part of it is entertainment that they're offering or that they're opening up themselves to me. You know, the thing is, how do you get there and how much it takes to get there and how much it takes, how much people in, comment les gens endurent. And it's sad also to see, you know, it's really sad to see real life events and real life examples of someone like Olivia who clearly has been groomed, okay? It's just, she doesn't maybe understand the meaning of grooming or I'm not sure exactly, you know, I think she's just really trapped at this point, you know, and, You know, because of course the guy is brainwashing these girls and is brainwashing and and scamming and stealing and abusing and you know doing all that stuff. Um, mais la fille, elle, elle est still trapped avec lui. Tu vois ce que je veux dire? She's still trapped and she's so engulfed in his world. You know, of course they live together and they they do everything together. They so it's like you. Il y a une situation de codépendance qui se, qui se développe justement maintenant qu'ils sont rendus juste les deux. And it's really scary and, and, you know, it doesn't seem like she... It doesn't seem like she sees the situation for what it is. Um, Puis c'est triste à voir en vrai, tu sais. Puis c'est comme aussi, justement, it's like, what can we do, you know? But I think, you know, what I'm hopeful about is the fact that at least there are some people who go, who go on their lives, some guests that they bring in. Les guests, en passant, c'est n'importe qui qui veut demander pour monter, genre, tu peux demander. Ils acceptent juste les filles, genre, I never see them accept any guys because Sean is, is, um, is, is not able. He's such a nervous little small person. Like, he's so pathetic. But no, basically, he only, they only let, let girls come on, but... You know, some of these guests do have good points. Some of these guests um, are helpful. You know, they do help. Parce que le fait, you know, it, it creates a conversation around these topics that we just don't talk about enough, in my opinion. You know, we don't talk about DV. We don't talk about SA. Really, we don't. Or we don't. Because while all these things are, hap are happening right now and, you know, we don't talk about it enough. And I, I find, maybe it's a bit twisted, but an aspect of this whole thing for me, this whole, ex, you know, my relationship with, with what I'm consuming and all that stuff is like, um, at least we're talking about it. And it's helping to, if we're talking about things, then we can find even more solutions, you know, and 
or we can just prevent or you know correct or address some things that maybe you know we we just don't and it sucks that it is to the detriment you know of of people's lives you know for example olivia lafi you know his queen or whatever like la fille, la fille est jeune and she doesn't know but at the same time we have to respect that she is an adult technically you know the fact that she's 20 years old and she she's entitled to making her own decisions and she has a sense of agency that she's using and i understand that we all disagree and wish we could save her and wish we could help her and you know maybe i'm just i'm just let me just speak for myself you know i wish that you know i wish that she she would leave him as well but i'm not her je ne suis pas dans sa position j'ai aucune idée de qu'est-ce qu'elle doit endurer j'ai aucune idée de où est-ce qu'elle est mentalement dans sa vie comme nous c'est facile pour nous le, le public de la juger and pas de la ben oui c'est facile de la juger because you see her and you, you say oh you know why is she standing by her man but it's like maybe that's the only way that she is like you know ma managing to to operate her life right now and you know it's it's such it's just so twisted this whole this whole situation and you know you can see him you know with his behaviors sometimes you know he would use tactics of manipulation like he would with he would withhold affection you know with one girl one day and then la journée d'après it's like he's all over the other or comme ce gars là son jeu est tellement it's so plain and simple what what it is and this guy you know there he's getting he's accepting to to being you know harassed and verbally attacked by people every day just for the sake of views for the sake of he thinks like we're gonna give a fuck about his business no one takes you seriously about any anything sean so like forget about your business forget about nothing you are that guy that we are saying you are you know et à la fin de la journée c'est comme bref there's something that is so addicting and wanting to con to continue to change a situation but the at the real the reality is that on peut pas faire des actions pour d'autres personnes we are not other people and so ça c'est je veux dire it's so twisted with and we see that we see that in you know romantic relationships as well like always wanting to ch to try to change the other person and à cause que t'aimes quelqu'un tu veux le mieux pour quelqu'un Sometimes, look, um, I've never been in a situation with where I, I, I mean, yeah, I was a victim of, of domestic uh, violence, but I was never the one, um, I was never in a, this situation with a, a partner or someone that I had a romantic, um, romantic connection with. And so I, there's a level of that, that, j'imagine que c'est que, que Olivia is, is is really traumatized and that you know she's she, she she's not herself and and it shows you know at the beginning of the lives she would like to you know do her her makeup but then again I'm not sure if it's because she was just never that girl who wears makeup but it's like for for example now her physical appearance is really starting to have this sort of 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 negative aura of gray aura and she really is you know she's speaking like him she's having the rationale but at the end of the day what choice does she have because when the live is over she's still at the house she is still at the house
And us, although we close our lives, you know, on ferme l'application, you know, we people go to bed and, or people have more conversations about it and people do more lives and talk about it. And of course, the people who make lives about it, ben, ils reçoivent des cadeaux aussi and they have views and they have attention. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm watching avec Aunt Karen, you know, I'm still supporting, I'm still talking. Look, I'm creating content and, and talking about this couple right now, the poly couple, which people call them the poly couple, which is no longer. But, and, and it's sad because, you know, there's there's a lot of proof you know there's a lot of, of like of course it, the situation is clear that this guy is a psychopath and you would think that okay it's maybe you know but that's okay maybe after hearing what this guest had said has said maybe things will change and you know things do change because we did see it with Shanice with the girl who was who used to be the the, the number one when she left his ass and now she, she left it, you know, so we're able to see the power as well that maybe the influence that maybe the public has into, you know, the, the minds of, you know, into their decision-making process or whatever. And we see that it is possible because Shanice has left and Shanice now, you know, seems like she's living her best life. And, and also, you know, so it's just all twisted, you know, it's like, what's the difference with, you know, it, it seems like a reality show, but it, it's actually real people's lives, you know? And c'est intéressant parce que comme un, un, you know, a reality show is something that you produce that is, you know, being discussed that it, well, yeah, it's quelque chose que tu produis in a reality show. It's a story that you, that you write, um, the narrative that you want to talk or you know, stuff like that. So, but there's a lot of people involved in the process of making a reality show and there's a lot of editing and there's montage and there's a lot of work behind it. But in fin de compte, the product that you receive en tant que consommateur, like me, I, I don't watch any reality show right now. Honestly, like I don't, um, but I do kind of keep up with them every night. And that has a lot of value. T'imagines? À chaque jour, je comme, you know, and that's why now I started blocking the accounts and stuff because I'm like, I'm really invested. But I am really invested because I, I do see the abuse that's going on. Like everybody else, we can all see that. But, you know, when, what, you can't make the moves for them and you can't come into their minds and, and make them see, you know, another aspect of that's not where they at. And people do the best they can with what they know and where they're at and check her son, son, son process. And, you know, of course, now the fact that, you know, we continue to, um, bref, to, you know, try to encourage the other girl to leave. This whole situation is, you know, it makes me feel sad part of it. And I, I feel it in my throat because it's sad that this is, you know, that this is, I find it is a twisted part of life. Like it's not an attractive part of life that someone's pain is causing someone else's pleasure. Because in the end, that's what it is. It's like if I'm interested, if I'm taking interest in that, there is some sort of of pleasure or satisfaction that I get out of that. And, you know, I, but I don't know if it's that or I don't know if it's just empathy or, bref. So I really wanted to, to just talk about that again because 
we've been seeing a lot of them and and also I find it helpful that to I find it's easier to recognize the signs now of narcissistic behavior because now we're all having the discussions amongst ourselves you know because we're able to witness it live because just because it happens that we have access to it because of course because they're doing lives and they're 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 giving us access mate en même temps c'est juste une partie de la journée qu'on voit we don't see the rest and and that's what is scary and that's what is sad because we don't know what what is the reality for for Olivia and you know now that we know everything that we know about about Sean that you know he was really physic physically emotionally financially abusive and everything you know everything you can think of he's He's that. Um, but yeah, it's like kind of like sad a little bit and it makes me feel sad, this whole thing. But again, like I feel like I'm a hypocrite because I am consuming it and I'm, you know. Pour en rester sur ce sujet-là, okay, because now that I'm, I'm just... Um, I know I'm a hypocrite because I consume the dra the drama and I'm not better than anybody else. So who am I to judge them and, and to judge anybody? But let's talk about Tiff and Mildred. Okay, let's talk about Tiff and Mildred from The Ultimatum Queer. Okay, j'en ai pas beaucoup parlé. Um, I don't really want to make a whole episode about it, honestly, but I want to talk about these two. Parce que je trouve que... Dans cette situation -là, I'm not sure if you are aware. So those are two con two contestants from the show, um, The Ultimatum Queer Love. Et just pour faire un récapitulatif, you know, because if you don't know anything about them, I'll just try to explain, you know, very briefly and as easy as, as I can. So basically, they come on the show, uh, Mildred, 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 <laughs> Mildred. Um, Mildred is basically doing, you know, an ultimatum. She's, she basically wants Tiffany to marry her, okay? So she presented the ultimatum to Tiff. I don't know why I said Tiffany. She presented the um, the ultimatum to Tiff, basically. And so they went on the show. Et le but du show, c'est que, dans le fond, le but du show, c'est qu'ils fassent des connexions and they see if they want to marry that person or if they don't want to marry the person they came in with. In the adventure with or if they want to leave alone or something like that but it's basically to figure out you know like what is up so moi je veux juste dire quelque chose okay so just pour faire une petite description mildred um so on va commencer par tiffany parce que it is tiff okay the way that they met okay um tiff basically was looking for hot spicy latina on instagram i believe on some hashtag she was literally on Instagram, um, looking for hashtags about hot, spicy Latina. Um, and basically, that's how she came upon Mildred's profile. So when when that happened, that's that's how they started talking. That's how they started, to, you know, that's how the relationship kind of happened and, and emerged. Mind you, Mildred, um, so yeah, she totally fits that, the hashtag. And, you know, we learn also in the season, Mildred has been married before, um, but, you know, now she's she's no longer married. She's had a divorce, but she still wants, you know, she's still giving Tiff the, the, the ultimatum. She's saying, if you don't marry me, I'm not staying. 
Um, and also Mildred has a child. So she has a young teenager. Yeah, she has a teenager um, who has some special um, needs. And Tiff, you know, has a dog. Tiff is the other one, the other girl. So Tiff has a dog. So basically, um, that's the whole situation. So that's the whole show. Um, of course, from the second that it all started, I knew that this is gonna be this is gonna it's giving toxic it's giving toxic it's giving toxic it's giving because i'm like the fact that tiff is going on instagram and actively searching for hot sexy latina to me is just a bit uncomfortable like i don't feel at ease with that thought i don't <laughs> I don't want to sit there. I don't want to sit on that thought. I don't, something about it is just not, um, it's just giving me the ick a little bit about that. And there's a lot of drama that's been happening. Pasquia basically, you know, they got, as soon as they arrived on the island or on the, the adventure, they basically got the chance to mingle with other people. And at the end of the whole mingling session with other couples, that was, um, so basically they were to choose, do they want, you know, who they're choosing to go to live the adventure with. Um, and of course, at the end, it's the kind of couple toxic that they don't want to admit that the two participate in the dynamic. To me, I find Mildred and Tiff, and Tiff like the same and of course like after learning a little bit about what happened and look at their the videos that they that they posted and the information they shared recently i'm like i find that they're pretty equal on the spectrum of like who was worse like i find that they were both really not good for each other and ultimately it's it's wonderful news because they're not they're no longer with you know with each other now but you know there's a lot of discussions around who's a narc who's a narcissistic uh who's the narc in the relationship. And there's a lot of discussion around um, reverse, what do they call that? Reverse, a reversive abuse or something like that. A lot of conversations around abuse because things got so, um, things escalated so much that, um, I mean, by the end of the ultimate of, of, the, sh of the show, although, see, même si que, même si on, on, on savait que, je sais pas, moi j'avais l'impression qu'elle allait quand même still partir ensemble à la fin, genre, que ça m'a like, these two are toxic for one another. So j'étais comme pas surprise de savoir que they were gonna try to like make it, make it work. But then we found out at the reunion that they were no longer together because they had had an argument or they have had multiple arguments, whatever, just as we had seen on the show. And it resulted in um, Mildred throwing an object at Tiff and Tiff called the police basically and and basically threatened or actually she called she threatened to call um, child protective services um, because she was quote unquote you know worried about the safety of Mildred's son my whole issue with that is that like and I've done the research again I've seen the I've I took the time to listen to the lives and to go on, on YouTube and to, to listen to what they had to say. And my whole issue with that is Tiff is trying to make it, basically they're trying to portray each, you know, they're trying to portray each other as the abuser, okay? Tiff is saying, no, I actually wasn't the abuser. She was the abuser and I'm the victim. And Mildred is saying, 
that maybe she was the victim and Tiff is, is the abuser. So there's this whole, tu vois ce que je veux dire, ce cycle-là de ping-pong ball, the back and forth. And so now, you know, of course, they are the type to have really heated arguments and just, it, it seems like, I'm not surprised that it escalated so long because it's like fighting, it's like fire against fire. Like it's just going to create more fire. And I just, I saw nothing positive of, about them, honestly, like being together. They were really bad for each other. But what my issue is with the whole, you know, Tiff, Tiff is not assuming, you know, her part in, you know, that's what you were seeking. You were, you were seeking for someone that, you know, was going to meet your ideas of what a spicy hot Latina is. You got the hot, spicy Latina. You got your order. Okay, you got your order. Oh, and mind you, I left, I left a detail that's super important as well. Because there was a lot of drama, but, you know, Tiff doesn't have a job or didn't have a job. Okay, so basically was staying at Mildred's house basically for free. Okay, and also, mind you, keep in mind as well that Tiff has admitted multiple times that she was struggling to form a connection with Mildred's son. So, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, I didn't have a connection with her son. Um, I didn't have a connection with her son, but, you know, then you didn't give, give a fuck about him at the beginning, but now you're going to act like you, you give a fuck and pretend like you want to call child protective, service, child protective services because, you know, because you're getting hit. But it's like, Tiff, on a vu comment t'agis toi aussi. And maybe a lot of how she acted on the show was maybe from trauma or something like that. But we saw how she acted towards Sam, okay, which was the other partner she had on the show when they were she was like trying out to figure out if she was going to marry Mildred or, you know, if she was going to stay in her relationship or not. But we saw the behavior that, that she had towards Sam. Very abusive language and screaming, a lot of screaming. Tiff is someone who is extremely angry, okay, I'm sure who, who, this is just what my presumptions are and what the vibes I get from her. She seems very angry, insecure, ashamed, misunderstood, okay? This is someone who I think feels like they, they need to, they have things to prove, or maybe they want to make, please someone else or make someone feel proud of, be proud of them, or I'm not sure, you know, what her, what she's going through or what, what her life was or is, Tiff. But Tiff is definitely giving anger issues. Tiff is definitely giving abusive. And the whole thing about, about you know, elle qui pète sa coche à cause que, um, elle pète sa coche à cause que son chien, à cause que sa, sa partenaire de show veut pas que, veut pas dormir avec son chien dans le lit, dans le même lit. Like, bro, I'm sorry, Tiff. Moi, no, I'm not going to sleep in the same bed. That's for anybody. I'm not sleeping in no bed with no dogs ever. No cats, no dogs, no nothing. I'm not sleeping. I already have to deal with you on the other side of the bed. Okay, that's enough for me. Like, I'm good. Just bearing our presence is already a thing. J'ai pas besoin. I don't want no dog that's been outside, that's been putting their nose in the, the shit of other dogs in my fucking bed. I don't want the smell. I don't want the, the I don't want to hear the noise. Um, I, I don't. And like, girl, why would I do that for you? And I'm speaking in the perspective of Sam. Like at that point, it's like, bro, we don't know each other. We don't know each other. We, we just came here with our partners to do the, to do this show. Um, no, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to be in bed with your fucking dog. Like, 
that I understand that you think, you know, I understand that you accept your, I understand that your dog is your child. You know, I'm gonna, I understand that. And I'm not going to come for any lesbians, pets or animal compagnie. Moi, je suis pas là, regarde. Je suis pas là, je, 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 je pas come for, for that because I know how lesbians are about their pets and their animals and stuff like that. I understand that these are your babies. I understand, Tiff, that this is your baby. Your dog is your baby. and But it almost feels like she's projecting what she feels on her dog. As, is it me? Did I did I catch something here? Did I eat or, or did I not? If I didn't, if I didn't eat, then you know, keep it real with me. But because it seems like she's projecting, it seems like she's projecting her ses émotions sur son sur son chien. Genre, it's like sometimes like it's like she wants other people to care for her dog the same way that she does. Um, so it's like she takes it super bad when um, other people don't care for her dog the same way that she does. She takes it really, really badly because to her it's like, well, I care about it and I'm telling you how my dog is my life and my dog is important and, you know, why why do you want to, you know, why are you not receptive to that? Um, I think that she should, Tip should give the the... I think it's. I think she really is projecting. It's like c'est rien personnel, c'est rien. It's nothing about you. Like, and you know, at at this point, it's like if if the dog is an extension of yourself, then that's fair and that's fine, and you should respect yourself. So I'm not gonna be here and and break that. I'm. I, no one's gonna break that bond with you and your dog type thing. You know, like no one's gonna break that bond. But I'm gonna tell you right now, we are definitely not a match. Like we're. <laughs> no problem like we can sleep in in different rooms like no issues but like we're gonna stop it there because i'm not so that's what I and 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 sam really took a lot of, of verbal abuse and just on the show like c'était just comme l'aura regarder des fois you know and mildred and tiff have both um have they both have toxic behaviors i, I just told you know i just spoke about tiff but Mildred is also like very toxic in the sense that c'est genre de personne que when she doesn't have what she wants, she goes forward or she maybe attacks, you know, or she goes forward and she, she seeks for more answers. And we saw that ultimately it didn't work with someone like Aussie because like, you know, Aussie is someone that when there's chaos, when when dealing with, co with conflict, Aussie leaves, Aussie escapes, right? And Mildred at goes forward so they're basically they're like going around in circles type thing after one after another you know like chasing um and what's interesting about the the dynamic of tiff and mildred it really seems like they're passing the ball to each other because for example when when tiff you know i think when tiff when they both are confronted with chaos they both kind of attack you know they don't let go like no one really Um, is being like um, like reasonable almost like and also I don't want to downplay Mildred as well Mildred was really really like on the show Shtekam, I cannot with her like she is so unbearable and like I really didn't have I was just like looking at her Shkam, oh my god you're so like because you know it's like I think also Mildred, you know, she really cares about um, other people's opinions, maybe. Or, because the, 
le désespoir de vouloir absolument se marier avec quelqu'un que tu sais que tu as de la misère à la garder à la maison ou peu importe, like, or whatever, like, Tiff is not that type of, of home girl that, like, je sais pas, genre, c'est comme ça allait pas marcher depuis le début, genre. Tu sais ce que je veux dire? Like, all these girls are trying to, to keep these, these, these girls trapped at home. It's like, yo, c'est pas, une, elle va pas, tu, tu vas pas turn, you're not gonna have the, the housewife you think. It's like, I don't understand. Like, it's like these girls, par exemple, Mildred, you're, you know, you know how Tiff is, an extroverted person, probably goes out, probably, you know, is chit-chatty and flirty or whatever. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't hold anything against Tiff, okay? Puis genre, you know, you go after this type of girl, but then when this type of girl doesn't want to stay home and uh, with you all the time and doesn't want to comply to your orders and when you can't keep her inside the house, oh, now you want to be mad, you know, about, now it's not, tu veux donner des ultimatums and now you want to, tu veux commencer à, 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 à you know, à, à péter des coches puis à attaquer puis à this and that and wanting your answers and, and, and it's my way or the highway and you're trying to momagers, people like, like, no, come, it's giving desperate, Mildred, okay, you've already been married, and justement, that should be enough reason to tell you, you know, why are you getting married again, like, you saw that it's not for real, so, but, you know, who am I to say that, I'm not going to sit here and judge, um, you know, her, her wanting to get married, but, It's the it's the the desperation for the the title, the desperation for the wanting to be married. You know, it's like it almost feels like you know I she really it was just never gonna it was just never gonna gonna work right because but then it explodes and they have moments with you know physical abuse in there and stuff like that. It's a mess. It's a mess. But you know what I what I did notice though. You know after I watched the show, you know I went. Tiffany released. Um, she she released a video on YouTube, and she explained the situation from her point of view, and basically you know explaining that she is the victim and that she is the one who suffered abuse from um, from Mildred, which I do not doubt. You know it's learn not It's pas parce que comme Like the victim, the the abuser can become the victim, and the victim can become the abuser, and it happens, and it can happen, in many different ways, and it does. It's not always just one person abusing. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes, you know, and it's so. I in this case, it's so unpredictable, right? Because they're both kind of going after each other, and it just creates this, this explosion, and that ultimately results in people being hurt you know, physically, emotionally, financially, everything. What I did notice though, and, and mind you, the show was filmed like over two years ago or something, The Ultimatum Queer. It was released, it was, it was filmed two years ago and it just was released. So Tiffany has released a statement, you know, a video, as I said, explaining. Um, and also, but I did watch Mildred's, um, TikTok account, I think, where she, yeah, where she released, where she also shared her side of the, her, her, you know, her side of the conversation. And mind you, I just want to say how much of a Karen uh, Tiff was, you know, threatening to call Child Protective Services on Tiff, you know, 
uh, on Mildred when because Mildred, you know what we are, what we now know is that she's actually not, I think, a full resident of the United States, and her status and the status of her child or her status could be compromised, and maybe she could be sent back to Mexico or something if something negative happens or if she gets domestic abuse charge or something like that. So Tiff knew exactly what she was doing when she utilized her um, when when she when she called the police. I understand that she threw a pet gate at you. Okay, I understand that that she was violent. I understand that Tiff. What was preventing either one of you to leave the room or to leave? Who had the power to leave? Like you both. You know, I'm not going to sit here and figure this out for, you know, c'est pas moi de juger, de juger ça. But my whole thing that, that is like, Tiff, you know exactly what you're doing by calling the police and by threatening. Tu veux juste faire des attaques. You just want to win the argument. Tu veux juste mettre l'huile sur le feu. Tu veux juste dire que tu as le dernier mot. Tu veux juste avoir le dernier mot. You know, and as a, as a matter of fact, now, you know, she she's still mad about it because in the video that she released recently, because mind you, at the reunion, things escalated so quickly that, you know, things escalated so quickly that basically Tiff had to leave. She left the show. She couldn't bear it. So she basically exited the, 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 the studio at this point. And it's only now that they're releasing statements. And I will be honest, I didn't see a difference in the behavior. I didn't see any difference with Tiff. But with Mildred, with her statement, basically, she, she didn't make, she said it was, you know, she owned up to what she did, first of all. On her TikTok video, she was very calm. She was saying how she, you know, she does acknowledge all the hurt that she has done and she understands the consequences and she's going to therapy and she's, she's been going to therapy and she's learning more and, you know, she, she doesn't want to have to inflict that on anybody else and she admits to everything. She really admits to everything and and it seems like she has let go of that. You know, it seems like she has let go of that situation and that she is actively, you know, wanting to, you know, she, she's actively seek, seeking help. And I'm not saying, I mean, of course, I'm sure Tiffany also is in therapy and has been scarred. You know, I'm sure they, they both have been scarred, scarred from their, by their relationship and they're both healing. But to me, it seemed like Tiff was holding a lot of anger still or a lot of animosity towards uh, Mildred because Mildred, you know, what else, what else can she say after that? We already know, like, first of all, the fact that the whole world knows who she is, is like, she already has to live through the consequences of her actions. There's there's the natural karma of life in the sense that y'all, we both, you know, and it's frustrating. Like Tiff was saying that in her video recently, she's like, I'm so mad that I can't change the way like you see me, you know, I can't, I'm so mad. She was like frustrated because yeah, she cannot control that we now know aspects of who she is or what who she was on the show. And, you know, it's, it's not something that people really think about like before maybe they go on shows like you have to think that you are selling at, at least a little part of you or yourself for the show and your image and you know the images that are, that are going to be projected are going to be shown to people and people are going to have opinions and people are going to make their own judgments and it's like anything else it's like an artist that released music once you make the album the album is yours until it's released when you release it it's no longer yours now it's 
it's it's for everybody it's to every it's it's out there it's out of your hands now you know in in the sense where it's for everybody else to enjoy to make their 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 critique to do whatever and you know to put up the streams or whatever and but i understand that it it can feel so powerless to you know to give to have given access to a to such large public to to th- you know to yourself and especially I'm sure while they were trying to heal and try I know that they they both wanted the best out of each other and that you know it's just it was toxic it's unfortunate but it's like I know that none of them like I don't think either Tiff or um Mildred were trying to you know not have a good relationship I just think it didn't work they were really toxic for one another but it's like contestants of real of reality shows And I think it's going to become even more and more popular because also it's super cheap to produce. But they don't realize, you know, the the impact that this can have. And there's a lot of people who have participated in shows that have so much bad reputation, you know, that or you know their whole identity is revolved around the show. And and I just think that um, it it seemed like Mildred was was more positive about the outlook on the future. And on you know finding solutions or being healed or continue. And she said like I'm not perfect, you know. But it's like at this point, what else do you want from Mildred, Tiffany, Tiff? Sorry, what do you what else do you want from Mildred? She has literally said her piece. She's done. She she she, you know. She said she's doing the work on herself. What else? You can't do the work for her. We can't. Nobody else can do the work for her. What else can she do? She's saying, okay, yes, I recognize that this and that. And, you know, I'm sorry and I apologize and that you're right, you know, this and that. What else What else can she do? And I, it seems like Tiff is still mad and hung up. Like, it's like she, she's mad at something, but it's like you, you want to be mad at, some, at something. Be mad at yourself. Be mad at yourself. You know, it's like, it's one thing to say, oh, things are misunderstood and blah, blah, blah. And really, you're just really mad at yourself because you're mad at... Um, that maybe there is some truth, you know, maybe to, or maybe not, but, you know, you don't have the control over what people think about you and me. If I'm thinking about Tiff right now, again, as I said, it, it seems like she's very angry and I can understand that she's going through her healing process and her journey is her journey, but it's like, you are going to be, you want to be the victim all the time. But I know, as a matter of fact, that I know that that you also have abused Mildred because you abused Sam on the show. You're screaming, and we just saw a little portion, a little portion of something that was that was shown on the show. I don't even want to know what gets said behind closed doors. And it's not because you don't throw a pet gate, okay? Or it's not because you don't become physically abusive that you are not abusive. And there's people like Tiff who are not even unaware. I thought Tiff was really giving signs of like narcs like I don't know they were both but to me Tiff was like because it's the way that um it's the way that she's a Karen and it's the way that she's so mad about it she's like any other white girl uh that we see the video that where they're at you know they're at Subway and they're mad at the cashier for something and they and they start crying it's like any other white girl that starts crying because they're overwhelmed or it's like any it's like and then or it's like any other white girl any other white you know karen 
think Karen, think Karen, Jean, think fucking Karen, because my whole thing is both of y'all, both of them were actively going at each other. They didn't try to run, you know, in those situations, you should have someone, you should remove yourself from the situation. One of the parties should remove yourself from the situation before things escalate. But they, that's not what they, what they did. You know, they chose to listen to maybe the devil inside them that, that told them to continue to argue instead of, of listening to their reason and to maybe, you know, ground themselves a little bit more, use grounding techniques, girl, go on a walk and then make a decision. And when you make a decision, when you do know that, hey, I'm being abused, I'm being, you know, mistreated in this, this relationship, make a decision and make sure it's the right decision. Trust, trust your decision and act, you know, when you know better, you do better. But none of them knew better, especially not at that point when you're both going after and you're arguing like, and you're not making an effort, you know, it just was so toxic and so negative their whole relationship like but i it it seems what is annoying to me though is that tiff is is you know it's easy to act like the victim and you know it's like now she wants to blame you know what she liked about mildred in the first place now she's not happy about it now you know she was looking for hot for for hot spicy latina now she has the the pimiento in her mouth and she can't handle it she can't handle the pimento. So, and you want to be mad and you want us to be sad because you burn your tongue. But that's what you were looking for in the first place. You were looking for chaos. You were looking for a chaotic relationship. You were looking, you know, I'm sure it's the type of girl that's like, oh, I'm looking for, for, for some spice in my life or whatever. And I'm really not excusing Mildred's behavior. Mildred's behavior is, is absolutely, you know, she could be in jail, you know, type thing. I'm really not excusing her behavior, but I just see too much narrative around, you know, Tiff is the victim. They are both victims of each other. Like, this is really, truly my point. They are both victims of each other, and they should both know better. And I'm glad that they're, you know, they're no longer together, and hopefully... But there's so much stuff that, like, Tiff was trying to, to say in her video that was just... when, And also, she's like, oh, I called the police because I was worried for... Your, her child's safety. When when have you seen Mildred? And maybe she has, but it's like the anger that Mildred had was not towards her child. It was towards you, Tiff. So what's how convenient is it that now you want to just redirect her anger as if she, as if she was angry at her son, as if she was doing anything to her? like Tiff. You are a pro manipulator as well. Okay, let's not let's not fucking get it twisted. Just because you know you're not as explosive in the same way, or you don't react the same way, or whatever. Like to me, it just seemed like both of y'all were a mess. There was nothing peaceful about the relationship. There was nothing like, you know. And I was I have to be honest. I am glad that they're no longer together. I thought that they would be the type of couple that would just continue on being toxic for years and years and you know, go, kind of go back to each other, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, just another example of toxic people and narcissistic traits and behaviors and stuff that that we see on a day-to-day -day that is just so, you know, and I thought also just my own critique, like I thought the show was not good at handling topics that they were discussing. You know, I thought Lexi... I thought that Lexi in The Ultimatum Queer, like she did a much better job at um, explaining what things, you know, what was happening than 
than the host. It's like at this point, get rid of the host. Like we don't need a host at this point. Just, you know, make videos and, you know, project them for the, for the contestants. You know, if you want to communicate something, pull a Tyra Banks. You know what I'm saying? Um, pull a Singles Inferno. I don't know if y'all watch Singles Inferno on, on, Net, on Netflix, but pull a Singles Inferno, pull a, a sort of audio visual, you know, but we don't need a host if the host is going to be as, as useless as the one that, that was there on the queer, all the, you know, she was just so, first of all, get a fucking queer host. Like, I'm not seeing, can we please utilize the potential, you know, optimal level of queerness that we can get on a show called The Ultimatum Queer? Please, please, it's like if there's any way where we sh if there's anywhere we should have a queer host, like it, it would be that. And the reason why it matters is because there are topics that are particular to queer relationships. I want to give an example. The whole discomfort around when Ray was um, in bed with Vanessa and they had sexual intercourse. That was clarified um, after the show that it was consensual and that um, Ray also wanted to, you know, wanted to have sex. But there was sort of um, discussion around whether what the act was and what was the act. And for example, was it did you know was it fingering? Did did she slide a finger? Basically, she she slid a finger. Okay, so she it was penetration. And I don't care, okay, whatever. I don't care how straight you are. Penetration is fucking penetration, okay? Penetration is penetration. I don't care if it's a tampon. I don't care if it's a finger. I don't care what it is. Penetration is penetration. And to me, if you're going to do that in a setting of where it's romantic or there's an attraction, that is sex. Jean, point blank, period. You know, um, that, that that's just that. And I don't give a fuck if... What, you know, if you are someone with, I don't care if you are a, a straight cis man or whoever you are right now listening who, who doesn't get it, I don't care that you get it. I don't care because it's not going to change anything for me, actually, because I already discard you in my, I don't you already, in the sense where you're already not part of my reality. Your type of people with your mentality are already not in my circle, so we're never going to impact what I'm doing in bed and what you're doing in bed. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're all, but... Honestly, it is it is interaction. It's fingering someone. You don't let anybody. Nothing. It's not a pat on the fucking back, on the uh, pat on the back. And I thought that there was a discomfort around discussing this sub the subject. And the host, who is supposed to be like the mediator or the one that kind of gets everyone, that is kind of guiding the conversation and having control of the conversation. You know, it should be the host. Like I understand that they want to keep drama rolling. They want to have people argue and they want to have people say stuff but it's like when it comes to these these sort of topics like I think sometimes it needs the the intervention and just a reassurance that hey we're, we're like we understand what this behavior is we're in a safe space like only whatever and I find that the host had no connection with the contestants it almost seemed like she didn't want to be there it seemed like she was disgusted <laughs> she was sitting at the at the she was sitting over there, okay, à la, à la fin de la table, okay, avec ses... She seemed like she was disgusted the whole fucking season. Is it me? Is it me? She seemed like she was disgusted the whole fucking season. Like, girl, 
first of all, why the fuck are you there? Like, there's so many gay hosts. There's so many fucking gay hosts, like, that we could have, so many gay people that could have hosted the show, genre. Come, I hate them, the genre. I hate them, but I find that, you know, just the knowing that, par exemple, quelqu'un, je donne un exemple, par exemple, ça avait été moi qui était, qui était là, that was hosting the show. You know, maybe I could have asked some questions about, you know, see, but again, was it consensual? It's it's a touchy subject and I'm not an expert, but you could try to redirect the conversation, you know, around, you know, how was the experience for you, you know, or just to validate. But I thought that there was a lot of discussion around whether the act was sex or not, you know, whether... And also, ça venait de la part de Vanessa. Vanessa qui, en passant, avant d'être avec Xander, était que avec des, des hommes. Fait que je pas surpris de voir, de voir ça d'elle parce que je suis comme, of course, if someone's going to see it in this way, it's going to be you, Vanessa. Like, comme she was really, of course, she was the, I guess, like, l'antagoniste du show or something like that, you know? But I'm like, of course, you're going to bring your, your, your straight mind into it, genre, and just minimize the situation and she does a lot of minimizing um and maximizing as well this is something i'm learning in therapy <laughs> but no she does a lot of, of she was really minimizing the thing and and je pense que c'est normal pour quelqu'un comme lexi to be preoccupied whether it was consensual or not because you know that vanessa doesn't hold any regard for um for the well-being of Ray, meaning parce qu'elle minimise la situation. En fait, pour elle, c'est pas un big deal. But maybe Lexi, Lexi knows Ray in a, in a way where um, maybe Lexi knows that it is a big deal for Ray. Maybe she would know that because, you know, aka she was her girlfriend or, you know, at the time or, or they've been together and she knows some sensitive aspects of Ray. And I can understand Lexi's concern. And I just think that the conversation should could have been Uh, it could have been more productive. It just was not productive. It kind of was like, um, but again, you know, it's those are people's sex lives. But again, they sign, they sign a contract to go on the show, and you know now they want to blame, you know, Netflix, and it's like I'm able to see it from all points of view. I'm able to see these things like in a way where I'm the con I'm the consumer, I'm the one watching, but I can also see it on a on a business side, and I can also see it, like I guess I see reality shows from different ways, but but yeah no it is interesting but i did want to kind of just talk about um, again another example of toxic behaviors that's just being displayed and i guess maybe that's what it's always been you know i don't think that they invented something new but i just think that there's a lot of space for that of these dynamics that we're seeing um and that it that just is like that normalizes things a little bit but yeah Okay, and the last topic, the last example of um, that, the last example I want to talk about is Kimora Lee and her ex um, Russell Simmons. I'm not sure if you are aware, if you know what happened, but basically, Kimora Lee, um, she she did a live, and I found her live, yeah, or two days ago. I don't know, a couple of days ago, she she did a live, and she basically exposed Russell Simmons as like being broke and abusive and 
um, almost like basically grooming her when she was a, a teenager. Um, and she's kind of really airing shit out. And now it's become, you know, a whole thing where um, her, her daughters and her kids are involved as well. Meaning one of her daughters, you know, also went on live and made a story, posted a story, posted multiple stories on Instagram all throughout the day where she was showing screenshots of WhatsApp conversations with Russell and, you know, how abusive he was, he is to her. And she shared a video of, you know, when the way he was talking to her and just really, it is really even triggering just to see the video of Russell um, screaming at his daughter is so is giving me chills um just even when i think about it there's something very 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 dark very dark there's something very dark about this this uh this the energy around him or wherever he is like the energy inside him because when it, it was triggering just to see like just to, to even see him yell like like this at her like there's just we get what the situation is. Now, you know, some people are saying that why would Kimura Ali? Because, you know, they're going through, um, the, you know, there's lots of lawsuits and money involved and stuff like that. And basically at some point, Russell Simmons, he cut off, um, he cut off his, his daughter. So he stopped giving them money, but mind you, the girls are in their 20s, I think, early 20s, or like 19, 20 or something like that. And, um, you know, Kim Riley is someone who I think is successful or ha has had successful businesses. Um, and she said it all, you know, she said that she was the one investing in Russell's um, new ventures, even if he, he he brought them to the ground every time and she said you know i always was the one actually giving him money and 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 you know covering the cost of his failures his financial failures and 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 failed vent ventures and she's like you know she's basically saying that she has to pay everything now and she's the one with the girls financial responsibility um but then again, you know, of course, the girls are 20, but that's the whole thing now. That That's what I want to discuss and why I want to discuss it. Just because this is a, a perfect example. This is a perfect example of dissonance with our reality as a viewer and as people outside of the relationship or outside of, of that world and their reality. You know, déjà le fait que la fille elle fait un live ok elle fait un live déjà ça prouve à quel point que c'est un move désespéré vraiment désespéré dans le sens où c'est comme t'as rien tu vois pas d'autre solution que dire la vérité devant des gens puis devant genre tu vois pas d'autre solution que faire un live en ce moment puis d'exposer le gars genre puis d'exposer tout and that shows is like a scream for help you know type thing et je comprends ça and I understand you know, that there was nothing else. And I'm sure that, you know, it's possible that, I mean, Kimora Lee says that her main, because moi l'affaire là-dedans, c'est que, okay, so what is the point? You know, when she was going on her live, I was like, so what are you seeking, right? Because I'm like, okay, now you're you're airing him out and you're exposing him. Okay, me, I'm not surprised, you know, first of all, that he is like that. He was already not getting business. So it's not like he's gonna lose business right now. He already doesn't have anything. 
Um, nobody cares about him, you know, in 2023. Um, honestly, like, we don't. Like, you know, young, young kids do not know who this person is. Young kids barely know who Kimora Lee is. Um, you know, you're, you, you're coming out with saying that he, he, he does this, that he did all these things, which he did, absolutely. And that was not okay. But now my whole thing is, okay, so he doesn't contribute money to the girls, but do the girls have jobs or do the girls have a trust fund somewhere? Like, do the girls, are the girls in charge of their financial, you know, of their, their finances? And if they're not, um, that speaks to a failure of who? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if both of these parents have micromanaged their children are are there all their lives and or the girls never had access to you know their own money or from what i was understanding kimura saying that he was giving a couple hundred dollars like four or five hundred dollars a month um to the girls it's like things were not adding up in the way that this the, the, it was all coming out like you know, I was cut off in Greece. I, I was in Greece. One of the daughters is like, I was cut off in Greece and I was stranded out there in Greece and I didn't have, you know, he, my debit card was blocked. He blocked my debit card and that was the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. Okay, first of all, debit cards get blocked all the time. But in this, in this case, I understand that this is financial abuse because he is, you know, withholding his, um, he, he's asserting his financial power over his daughter to prove a point. And he's, he did that willingly because, you know, um, she said that Russell had told her, oh, you're going on vacation. Like, I, I'll, I sent you some money in your account. Enjoy your, enjoy your trip, blah, blah, blah. And mind you, this is a man that has never seen his daughters. He's not seeing his daughters. He's not seeing Kimora Lee. Like, he's, he's living in Bali right now because he was actually accused of some lawsuits of uh, essay, okay, sex, um, sexual assault. So he's out there, he's basically escaping in whatever world he is. He's in Bali right now, ignoring reality. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, where is I going with this? At the, end of the, at the end of the day, yeah, he's refusing to see re reality and he's causing damage around him and, you know, especially to towards his, his, his children. Like, I understand that he is abusive. I understand all this thing. But my whole thing is, I'm because I'm always looking for the solution. And it's like, the solution is not, you're not going to fix him. No one's going to fix Russell Simmons the way that he is now. You know, um, possessed by whatever it is that he's possessed. Mr. Owner of, of Def Jam, Mr. Owner of, I don't know what the fuck you've done in your life, sir. You've always been weird. No one can tell me he was never weird. You you see that dead look in his eyes. You've been even even with the reality show when they had a reality show altogether. You've been with the girl the, the the guy the guy was weird. But hey, there's some things that people keep up with and whatever. I don't know the motives of people, and it's not a justification for abuse at all either. Anyway, so but it's like part of me feels like okay, Russell Simmons is not going to change. And Russell Simmons is not going to come back to America to, to do what? To give a fuck about his kids and family? He doesn't care. He never, clearly he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't even see his kids for his kids. He he compares them to their to their mother and it's just weird, you know? It's like, so, c'est comme, il n'y a pas de solution à ça, okay, right? On that end. There's no solution on that end. 
And then there's the issue of, you know, and the girls, and, and nobody has to tolerate this sort of behavior. Nobody has to tolerate abuse and shouldn't tolerate, tolerate abuse from anyone. And I 100% agree with that. And then there's also the thought of, well, the girls are in their 20s and do they have jobs? How do they provide for themselves financially? Who is in charge? You know, now I understand, okay, now that Russell's cut them off with the no money that he had. Kimora Lee is saying, oh, it's no big deal. I stepped up. I did that. Okay, then where, what is the issue now? What's the issue now? If you, if you are able to financially, you know, um, support your daughters, then what's the issue if you, if, if you are able to do it, it's because you don't want to do it. And that's the whole thing is underlying everything I'm talking about is money issues. It's really about money. It really is about money and power at the end of the day. It's not about the kids. It's not about nothing else but that. And it's, it's on both, it's on both um, Russell's side and Kim's side. Because if it's not about the money, and if you actually can handle, you know, um, helping out your daughters while you can or whatever agreement you have with them when it comes to money and access to money. If you can, then, you know, you don't have to deal with Russell anymore. You don't have to, to, to even acknowledge him as a human being anymore. Your children are adults. They can choose to have a relationship with their father or not. And, you know, you should be able to find some sort of resolution in that and be able to go on, you know, with your life. But clearly that's not what's happening right now because she's on, Kimora Lee did a live, elle a fait un live pour expose le fait tout ça, tu sais. Um, so it's, it's giving desperation, okay? It's giving, it's giving desperado. It's giving desperado and it's like, it's 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 a lot it's almost like it's weird it's almost like they think and when i say they like the family yeah i, I really mean kimora lee um russell and the girls are using the the public as if we are an active party in the dynamic and maybe that would make sense that would make some sense because you know they did they used to have a reality show they used to really live their lives in front of the public and but it's weird because it's like, why are you turning to the public, you know, for something like that? If you can't financially support your daughters, not, and they are adults now, and if, and if you can't, if it's not possible for whatever reason, or just because you don't want to, that's fair and fine, again, because your daughters are supposed to have a job at this age or supposed to be able to know how to provide for themselves or where the money's gonna come from. You know, if you're not able to do that, then it's, it, it should be your responsibility to, you know, explain to your daughters that, hey, you're, you guys, you know, you're, you're going to have to, you know, I'm not going to be able to contribute this amount or whatever. It's your job to explain to your daughters that, you know, you cannot support them financially and that they have to make, maybe make something, you know, go on their own, their own journeys or something. And then if the issue is that, you know, the child is unable to support themselves at 20 years old, well, see how you can help them, you know? And it's like, come on, guys. Like, um, you know, I, I don't have, I don't doubt that it's like a job could be found. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm not doubting that. 
But my whole issue is like, so why would she go on live? And it's not an issue, it's just a, a thought that I'm thinking about. It's like, why, why the desperation to go on live? Because, you know, Russell, it's not like he's losing business now though. What it's doing is that, of course, it's, it's putting down the, repu the reputation of Russell. Like to, I mean, meaning that if he had no reputation before, he's at minus, you know, level 1022 level of, of irrelevant he was already not relevant so he was already not relevant and he's still irrelevant and now he's even more irrelevant and now you know it's like he's gonna have even less um business opportunities or whatever but it's like i don't give a fuck about him what is the issue let's remove him because with someone like that c'est un case close c'est un case que tu peux pas l'aider c'est que ce gars là russell simmons peut pas l'aider you just can't. We've seen the text messages. We've seen the... You can't help it. That's a his journey thing. It's a him journey. Th you can't change someone like that. You cannot hope for someone, you know, for your dad to be back. Who knows what your dad... Who you're talking to, if that's even your dad. Because what the fuck is, is inside this man? But that's one thing. So it's like to find resolution, you need to find peace. And if you cut out the chaos, then you should be able to find peace. But then... You know, even then, listen, question d'argent. I think, you know, I think that Kimura is really, je pense qu'elle est juste plus capable, genre, comme, and that's completely fair because I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she supports her daughters and her lifestyle and everything. And I have no idea how much money she made from baby fat or anything like that. And I didn't do the research or none of that. But it's like, I don't know Kimura Lee. I don't know Kimura's um, perspective either, you know. All I know is that she stood by her man all her life, okay? She stood by her man all her life. And, you know, now she's not. Now she's she's clearly not. She's saying he's a piece of everything. She said everything she needed to say about him. The illusion is over, okay? We're no longer in 2007. And it seems like a done deal. But it's like... What's the situation? Is the situation therapy? You know, is the situation that the kids get a job? Is the resolution? What's what's the solution here? You know, forget about Russell. He's clearly he's he's delusional with Eminem. He's delusional. Okay. So and you don't even want to be around toxic. Sometimes unfortunately toxic toxic people are in your family and it's like you don't even want to be around someone like that. But again, you know, it's behaviors and Russell Simmons, again, someone who is, who seems like a, a narc, again, who seems like a fucking narc, okay? And this whole situation about money and about turning to the public as if we have something to say, as if we have anything to do with it, like Kimura, like it felt, if anything, it just felt like Kimura just exploded and needed to emotionally explain and vent what she's going through and again i'm sure it's not easy for her at all i can i don't know how she does it i don't know how she does to live her life support herself or anything like that what i know is that she is kimora lee and you know it's like where are the solutions because saying that he's a piece of shit is not gonna like press people into wanting to give a fuck about him more or the case or the lawsuits like you know, ultimately, maybe the lawsuits are running her, or, or I don't know what the solution is, but from an exterior point of view, it seems like a mess. It seems like a mess, and um, 
it's like, was this just a one-off thing or are we going to have more um, editions of, of that, you know, that whole thing? It's like, and if it really was just a one-off thing, like it's, it's so iconic that their whole reputation and their whole, like, you know, it's que leur héritage a terminé comme ça ou termine comme ça, genre. Because they literally always sold the idea that they were the perfect this, perfect couple, and such a harmonious... And I love them, you know. Together, I was like, okay. Mais honnêtement, il y a toujours... Uh, ce gars-là, il y, a un, oui, il y a toujours un regard bizarre. Un regard qui est comme... Il y a toujours un regard vraiment weird, vraiment empty. And who knows what happens in Hollywood. You know, these people, they do all sorts of things for different... They're exposed to so much and so much choice and so much so much willingness to do things or not, to say yes or no and to try things and or to see things or not. And who knows? You know, it's like all the success and power. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more like that's how I feel. It's like totally person is plus powerful or the plus popular. There's a huge cost to that, you know, to success. It's not easy to get it and you know It seems like in Hollywood, it happens a lot where there's successful people and in the end, you know, they don't result, they don't keep the legacy that they that they were known for. And uh, that's what's happening with Russell and this whole family, like all their lives, you know, la, la famille, you know, business and family has been their narrative and, and this whole family dynamic thing and all that just so that in the end, You know, I'm not saying just so because I mean it was. I feel like it was just m meant to happen this way. Like, um, it's just it's just so it's so it's so crazy. Like it makes me think about like weird weird stories of Hollywood and stuff like that, and what goes on behind the doors and uh, everything you do has a price. Everything you do has a price. Everything. Um, there's like this account on TikTok about like Illuminati and how they operate that, okay, I'll try to find the name, one, one sec. Um, okay, yeah, so I found it, the TikTok, if you go to TikTok and you search the true agenda, the true agenda on TikTok, you should find the account. Um, and it, I just fell upon it and I, I thought it was interesting to see like, how the how they operate you know how things get done so i'm not going to say too much about it if it's if you're curious you can go check it out but um there's i'm really fascinated in the you know in what we don't see and in the behind the scenes and in the stuff we don't talk about and in the you know the things we choose to ignore type thing and i know this whole episode was a complete um was a complete from the window to the wall. Um, I hope you found some sort of entertainment in there or some sort of, I hope you got something out of it. And um, I'll chat with you another time. Bye.